Welcome to the Food Founders interview. Today's guest is someone I, I recognize from Frogcock webinars of yore. And it's really good to see that his, his ideas have come to fruition. Good coffee being out there in the market. Um, they are some delicious social mixers, coffee mixers. And the range blends exotic ingredients and delicious coffees into social mixers that can be enjoyed with or without alcohol. Not only that, but it's a brand that's that's committed to doing good as well. So that's uh, be really interesting to talk about that. So uh, welcome, Chris. Thank you. Yeah, nice to be here. Excellent. So I guess, firstly, how do you describe good coffee? Well, do you know what? I was just thinking it was very interesting listening to you describe it. <laughs> I've, I had this the other day as well. It's just, I said to someone, else, what do you think it is after showing them a presentation? And I think now it's really interesting to hear if my communication comes across. But um, yeah, for those that maybe followed us right from the beginning, you might know that actually we started off as the UK's first coffee kombucha. I basically, I love drinking kombucha myself, but I kind of decided early on that uh, it wasn't a challenge that I wanted to continue, like logistically. And actually, as you know, like anything, everyone calls it pivoting, but you know, lots of change happens as you go. And yeah, as you said now, I decided I thought coffee was a fantastic ingredient to kind of use as a social elixir. So yeah, we're using it uh, in a kind of new adventurous way. Uh, we currently have the mixers and then we're looking to sort of move to move it into kind of a more convenient, like ready to drink format eventually. Uh, but yeah, it's all about using coffee differently, adventurously and giving you that kind of uplifting, uplifting buzz, however you decide with or without alcohol. And how did the idea come about originally? Well, as I said, it's a progression, but um, my ideas stem from travel. Uh, I think we were just talking briefly about my kind of career goes back in like theatre, film and TV. And one of my big first jobs was a show called Bombay Dreams in London. I was 21 uh, and I'd actually just come back off uh, a cruise ship. And those two jobs really started to introduce me to the world. The cruise ship, you know, I literally got to travel like, all around Europe, all around like South America, Caribbean. And it just opened my eyes. You know, I grew up in Northwest London in Harrow. Um, and it just gave me a perspective I just didn't know was there. And that was the fire that literally started me thinking, oh my God, the world's like such an interesting place. So many interesting people. And actually it's travel and those connections that sort of inspire me to sort of think and that's what you'll kind of see kind of, you know, leading through a lot of what I do. Had you always wanted to start a, a business uh, aside from be performing? Yeah, 100%. I think um, I just always liked the idea of having, say, a brand, but just my own voice in something. I've always got something to say or like a curiosity or question about things. And I think having the ability to literally get up and write any copy, like develop any image, uh, you know, come up with any idea and actually be able to make it into something yourself. is just, I think it's just amazing. I always wanted that to have my own brand, to have my own voice, I guess, and say things my way. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very, um, the branding is, is very, very striking and very luscious. It's a, it's, it's a lovely job you've done there. 
yeah, that's that's one of the bits I find easy. There's many other sides of business that are like margins and numbers and all that, that I don't find so. Uh, I quite enjoy it, but I just don't find it so easy. My brain doesn't connect the dots as well as some people do in that area. Yeah, we always find that you've, you've kind of got to wear a lot of different hats. I think as a as a food business owner, you know, you've got you've got to have a mission, you've got to have passion, you've got to have creativity. You've got to do the numbers. You've got to do the legwork. You know, it's a, it's a real a real challenge. I suppose like running any business, but it's it's particularly particularly challenging when you're kind of inventing something new. Yeah, you do you do hear that you do hear that, but you don't realise literally how diverse a day can be. You know, how did the process of developing the um the the actual flavours, the the products themselves, how did that that work? A few different ways, really. The first way was literally just that classic you know kind of kitchen going okay how do you make this getting a bit of coffee like chinese flavors infusing like black cardamom hot water understanding i don't know just dumping flavors together and being experimental i'm quite like i always said like with food and all i'm not like uh i don't cook stuff but i'm a great assembler i'm good at putting things together and kind of coming out with good results and I kind of used that, you know, kind of whatever ability to just chuck things together, tie in different flavors of coffee. And yeah, it's just, a, it's really like iterative process, I guess they say. And then once I'd kind of gone, oh, God, this tastes good. And now I'm like, well, how do you make this into a, you know, you hear about like stability and like ambient products, all like more technical terms. And then obviously I turned to some people that could sort of like help me and actually understood uh you know in that sense and then kind of worked with many people like work with yourselves i've worked with a guy called um one of the early guys dr johnny drain um and he's a fantastic guy because he basically works in material science so it's a real like unique angle but he understands material science fermentation like pairing like unique foods and he's very well traveled himself and i think you know like essentially you just come across interesting characters interesting people and you're like oh, actually we could work together and yeah me and him were one of the first people that kind of started to develop the mixers um and using those sort of ingredients at the time that weren't as well known in products like saffron like the black cardamom like cacao um you know they're more prominent now obviously but brilliant i mean did, did you do one product first and then the rest or did you did you go out with a you know a range it starts obviously with coffee kombucha i taught myself fermentation uh that is off the menu now um i actually was in vietnam and i was drinking too much and it was one day i was kind of like okay i just need to refreshing and i was at this little backstreet cafe and i was staring at the and i was like coffee tonic Ed wasn't really like deciphering what this was. And then the guy that worked there was like, oh, I'll just, I've just put this on the menu. Like, let me make it for you. And I was like, okay. And you can add lemongrass or blueberry. And I sort of had lemongrass and watched him. And it was very simple. You know, I watched him with like fresh espresso, ice, Schweppes tonic, and then the lemongrass straw, which they use with everything over there in Vietnam. And it was just that combination of like freshness, the fruitiness from the lemongrass, and I remember then when I was drinking it, that I was like, okay, this is what I want to incorporate into good coffee. I didn't know how exactly, but that was the pinpoint. It was 2018 around Christmas time. And yeah, that was the pinpoint of like the social coffee 
aspect of things and mixing coffee with like fruit flavors, busyness, you know, all that kind of stuff that really started that journey or that. So it kind of started, I mean, for you personally, it was a sort of, so it was a detox day, I'm assuming. A bit far to say that, but do you know what <laughs> I mean? It, it was just a moment, you know, it was hot. It was, when you're sort of traveling, it's easy to sort of have a beer or something any time of the day, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I just, you know, was having fun and I just thought, oh, I want something refreshing. You know, I didn't drink for a few weeks for that bit and then traveling and I thought, oh, what can I have? And I just saw this, was introduced to it and just thought, oh, I never thought of this combo before. Uh, very simple and I just hadn't seen it anywhere either and still mm -hmm. still now here it's I don't see it that often and I think there's a big gap there for coffee in this way and you, you seem to be sort of uh, you, you, it's kind of positioned as you know it's, it's delicious with or without alcohol but we, you know, we're seeing kind of a lot of a lot of younger people especially not really been into drinking alcohol particularly so it kind of it seems to fit with that seems to resonate with that that kind of trend really doesn't it yeah it's an interesting one because i think like myself i do drink and i don't drink you know i've been abstinent for like six months at a time and i really appreciate when i don't but also you know there are those moments where it just like quenches a moment for me so i've constantly been just trying to evolve like my own dialogue with good coffee to really sort of understands how it can sort of tread both lines. And it's quite like a, you know, it's quite a mission to figure that out, you know, how do you communicate that? But I think the ingredient itself just lends itself so easily. It's, uh, you know, when you just add soda water, this mixer, it has a real fullness in itself uh, where you don't feel shortchanged. And again, if you start getting creative and, you know, we made like a coffee and lime margarita, which really surprises people, that combination. And that, again, it brings something in addition. But, yeah, I do think it really does work both ways. Um, so, yeah, we're kind of letting people decide. We're not really kind of shoving any particular message of like, you need to be one way or another because people struggle with that, you know, themselves, like, yeah, they, they can decide, can't they? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, do you have a, I mean, at the start or now, or has it changed? Have you, did you have a kind of idea of where you want to go with good coffee? What's the kind of ultimate, you know, is it supermarkets? Is it events? Is it, is it, or is it less defined than that and see where it goes? Or Again, there's like two threads that I see it as like, one is like the survival day to day of the small business. Like you realize you just have to do some things to try and like keep going. Uh, and then there's the sort of kind of secret ish, like big vision where you're like, oh, you know, I could imagine, uh, you know, I think again, that sort of travel hotels, uh, bars, restaurants, that kind of thing for me is where I'm kind of looking at at the moment. Um, but I just would love to see, it really is about social and connection for me. You know, there's so many of my own personal things that are in this brand that people wouldn't really know and maybe don't even need to know. Do you know what I mean? But ultimately I kind of want people to pick up a can of good coffee in the format it is, where it's like a functional soda or like a coffee cocktail you know, be inspired by like the country it's based on, the wording, the design, and just feel like uplifted, feel like connection, feel happy, feel joy. That's where I want it to be. I want to see people picking it up, you know, having this new coffee experience, enjoying it, 
and just feeling like uplifted, I guess, which is like the themes behind it. How how have you tackled sales so far? Where where are you selling now? So I'm actually that's a big focus. It's it's funny, it's really easy as as a business to sort of create something and go, okay, how do I sell this? <laughs> and again, that's been like a really big challenge. It sounds like obvious. My first point of call has always been like face-to-face markets. I've done probably four years. Uh, luckily, I've got a great organization that's very close to where I live in Greenwich. So I've been doing like farmers markets, they call it there, and kind of we've transitioned to sort of summer late kind of events where we run a little pop-up bar. Um, so a lot of events um, have sort of branched out a little bit into organizing. We had great opportunity to do some events for the Mayor of London where I actually got to curate the whole like bar so of course we kind of incorporated our ideas, but we kind of brought together like mindful drinking bar, uh, other kind of local craft beer, so a whole sort of range of stuff. So it's just really exposing people face to face has been the big area for me. And it's also given that feedback, but now I'm trying to get a bit more specific and really target, like I say, um, we're now in Club Soda. We're like listing on their menu in their non-alcoholic uh, espresso martini. There's a couple of other venues in London. We're hoping to get on their, um, you know, cocktail menu as their coffee cocktail of choice. Uh, so, yeah, just targeting that kind of bit more luxury. Um, yeah, independent hotels, bars, all that kind of stuff. I'm literally, like I say, I'm working in town today, doing a bit of um, stuff, Harry Potter for theatre, but... In the breaks, I've gone to a couple of local bars. I chat to the bartenders, kind of understand like, oh, how would this be useful to you? Do you know what I mean? It's, you're just on the ground, as it were, just making connections and, uh, yeah. You've got pretty good. I guess being being in London, working in central London, you've, you've got a good market, I guess, there for, um, for that. So There's a lot of access, you know, and you do find some of the best times is, you know, I've learned, I'm relatively personal, I'll drop in and I'll just be like, hey, how are you doing? And just, you know, sometimes I know they're busy, but they're quite interested. You know, when you're offering something unique as well, it's a little bit easier to sort of say, hey, look, this is what I'm doing. Just wondered like five minutes, you want to take a look. I'm still in, still in that mode. Back when you were developing the products, Mm. did you kind of go out and get get feedback on the did you do events and pop-ups and get feedback on the taste at that stage um the, one of the first things i did actually again because i said i worked at lion king so i had a big department of like 20 of people <laughs> every day i was sort of like turning up you know if anyone was really watching me i'd turn up with bottles and this filling the fridge up there and i did a few like market research days uh there with all the gang uh, and did like little surveys and got them to mark this and that. So uh, that was one of the initial things I did. Then I've been a bit more um, kind of specific and done some of the Google, you know, similar things. My local area have invited people for tasting sessions and all that. And then after that, a lot of it has been observation from from the events, really. Um, one of the funniest comments I get quite regularly is say if a couple come up or have one person that'll be like, oh, coffee and lime. Mm, don't know about that. Let me try it. They try it. They're like, oh, God, I didn't expect it to taste like this. And then the other person says, you know what? I drink coffee, but I would drink this. 
And I was like, I've had it so many times. I don't really know what you do with that information. But <laughs> it kind of says to me that, you know, if this gets out there enough, I think it could sort of like, you know, spread. Yeah, word. I think word of mouth is for something. I mean, relatively new. I mean, it's a, it's a combination. I've, I mean, I'm, I've, I've got some on the go at the moment, and um, the the saffron gold, and it's a, it's a combination. You, I, I don't, you know, cough, coffee and cold coffee, yes, but it's, it's more than that. And I think you, you need that word of mouth, don't you? You need people to experience it to, to, to build the business. So. Yeah, hundred percent. And that's the thing that's time consuming, you know, because when you're out there you know doing this stuff you need to figure a way of taking all that information and putting it in a product that kind of communicates that to people when eventually hopefully it's sitting you know yeah in a place that people can just pick it up and be like oh this is this looks cool the branding is i'd say is very lush and premium i would say is that is that something you were passionate about getting right uh yeah i just had so much fun with that that was a kind of you know during lockdown when everything sort of changed I was like thinking oh you can work with anyone in the world and I was sort of you know looking at Facebook posts and I kind of came across some designer that I liked the look of and contacted them and uh yeah Marianne and she was uh Argentinian and she was actually based in Italy at this time we kind of connected and we literally did all the designs all of that work through zoom and what i loved when i spoke to her is like i wanted someone like out of my kind of remit is that the word or my area or, or out of london where we were getting the same kind of information i wanted to sort of work with someone that wasn't getting fed the same things i was and yeah in answer to your question that the mixers because they're focused on kind of single luxury ingredients those mixers specifically, yeah, I wanted them to have a kind of like high-end look. After all, all those spices are, you know, saffron and black cardamom, cacao, the most, they're the most expensive spices you can purchase. Um, and they're all the real deal infused in those. So it was important to kind of convey that. And I think she did a really good job. Um, and then we did a trial run of the ready to drinks, which eventually I want to go back to. Um, which were a more kind of fun, uh, kind of bright, instant. You know, I don't know if you've seen, but we had like a Vietnam, which obviously was the original coffee tonic, Barbados and India. And they're all, you know, really kind of trying to elicit the feelings of those places, um, the energy and, yeah, just trying to present it in a way that I've not seen done before that's kind of country-led. What's the team look like at Good Coffee? Is it just yourself? Yeah, I was going to say, you're looking at them. <laughs> yeah, no, I have the tea. I'm a, a solo founder, but um, I think we all know, like, there are just so many people, fortunately, like, willing to help. I'd say it started off with an organisation called Bread and Jam. They are sort of the ones that are leading the way in the sense that it's just such a great community of everyone really on a similar mission, do you know what I mean? Uh and it was, if it wasn't for them, they really opened the doors to all the initial people and information that kind of uh, got me here. But yeah, there's been so many people, literally, I would say like a thousand, <laughs> you know what I mean? At least that I've connected with over the four years that have had some input into what I've done. 
and and the mission to um to to do good as well is, is something that's kind of obviously discussed through throughout the whole business and the brand can you talk a little bit about what that what that means and the sort of things you've been doing yeah i can i'd say actually the main cursor or 50 50 really but one of the big points of calling it good was actually for myself it was kind of like a guiding moral compass uh because i just realized it's very easy to take shortcuts and make decisions that maybe aren't in the best interest to get you to where you need to go and i think it was a reminder for me to hold myself to a certain standards but on the other side yeah absolutely like I mean, I did realize one thing, I think trying to do good, you need to generate money. And I think a lot of us businesses start from the beginning thinking that we can, you know, donate this, that and the other, like straight away. And I did do a bit of that, but it's tricky. But I think ultimately it's a, it's a guide to as we grow to really look at where we can do some things. And at the moment, it's quite simple decisions like where we get our coffee from, uh, the types of coffee, um, you know, how we make our products with, you know, no kind of preservatives and artificial flavors, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and then we've also worked with, it's a digital outfit called Work for Goods, and they basically enable you to legally give money to charity. So we've done three kind of, you know, mini little fundraisers where on those moments we've said, okay, like an event, we're going to give like 5p or this of every sale. So we probably, you know, donated around a thousand pounds maybe to three different charities. Um, and yeah, it's good because you can just choose the charities that mean something to you. We've done a creative one. Um, we've done turtles out in the Indian Ocean. Um, yeah, stuff like that. And that, and that's why you're kind of growing the bit while you're growing the business as well. It's, it's quite amazing to be to be able to do that. I think. Yeah, just little things. You know what I mean? Uh, but I think ultimately, I think if we're really like successful business running, I would love to do. You know, if there's surplus money, I would love to do some good <laughs> stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I well, it's, it's, it's good. Good milestone, I guess. When when you've got the surplus money, that you've got that decision to make. So. Yeah, we'll see when when it comes, eh? And um, what are what are the plans and the goals for the next couple of years? Do you have a are you work into a business plan or are you less structured than that? Or yeah, I'm trying to be more structured. I am a very like visual dreamer. Uh, you know, I contain a lot in my head, you know, um, and kind of work with it, but I'm trying to be a little bit more goal orientated and specific. Um I don't find that easy um but no the the immediate plans at the moment is um really containing all of what has been done in those the last four years specifically the last couple of years and we're putting our pitch tip together and you know getting that all message clear and we're looking for investment because we really want to bring this idea into a more like convenient format so people can pick it up and enjoy it uh you know enjoy all the markets and events but it's really been a good like uh sort of market research i guess do you know what i mean yeah um but yeah really want to move into a kind of ready to drink format i think is the way for us 
Are there any are there any brands or businesses that you kind of aspire to be like or you find inspiring? I think the people that have inspired me most in my life are people like there was a lady called Olga who started one of the first like hot yoga studios in London. And we became friends. And I just remember just being quite in awe of how she conducted herself, how she kind of grew that business, how she sort of interacted with people. She was just such a lovely person and was really successful. And that kind of thing inspires me. Um, you know, and similarly, I was I'd gone to one of the local businesses around me in Greenwich, who I've made friends with as well. I said to them yesterday, I'd visited their pub called the Green Goddess. And I was looking at their sign whilst I was waiting for them to arrive. And um, I was just thinking we'd spent about four years of markets together. And I've heard all of their stories of all of their problems of how their challenges. And I was just thinking this place now exists and all that work they've done to bring it into physical food. I was just like, if you really keep going, I think that's the main thing I think I've got going for me is perseverance. And I hope that's what's going to pay off. So those things inspire me. Yeah, I think, that, I think perseverance and the ability to wear many hats is uh, pretty key. Just the one hat today, mate. Brilliant. Uh, we have got a question. Um, I, I guess the question is really, are, are you going to develop more more flavours or are you going to focus on what you've got? What's the, what's the, what's the future with the product range? So we've actually uh, already developed. So like I said, we did a trial for the ready to drinks where we have um, three flavours, which is lemongrass and ginger. We've got uh, chai and vanilla and the grapefruit and orange. And uh, also developed a sort of functional range because I want to move the coffee like functional with mushrooms. So that kind of thing. So we have three of those developed as well. Um, so yeah, to be fair, for me, the ideas and developments are the kind of the easy bit in terms of like thinking what I want, not actually making it. Yeah, That's yeah. like you guys, obviously the experts, but um, yeah, I can come up with an idea like, you know, pretty quickly. Uh, that's quite interesting and probably be decent but yeah so an answer yes we are but I think it's easy to be distracted I think now I'm trying to get like um, figure out what that sort of core introduction will be if it comes to ready string format and work out how to kind of deliver that and then I think the other bits will fall into place hopefully um, but yeah I think diversity across the products is will be like one of our unique points um being able to sort of do this and that and surprise people with how coffee can be enjoyed if anyone wants to find out more about good coffee they can go to www.goodcoffee.co.uk that's coffee with a k uh you can listen to the previous food founders interviews at frogup.co.uk forward slash podcast or search for food founders interviews wherever you get your podcasts and uh, we are back in two weeks. Yes, two weeks on Friday, the 9th of June, when Sally will be doing a session on drinks, looking at the trends and exploring what they mean from a new product development point of view. You might want to join, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, that sounds interesting to me. Uh, and you can sign up for that at frockop.co.uk forward slash kitchen. Thanks again to Chris for joining us. Fascinating. I'm really looking forward to sort of keeping an eye on, on the business and, and where you go. And um, yeah. Oh, all thank all you so much. Good luck. Pleasure, mate. Thank you. Take care. Have a good day.